Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Morning, Todd. Morning. Obviously, a lot to talk about, obviously, with the Edmonton Oilers. Just to to begin with, I know you, uh, you visited... Saskatchewan uh, yesterday, I know it's obviously very tragic and difficult, but can you just kind of take us through that um, experience? Of- it was, um, you know, this is going to sound very strange, but it was rewarding to, to go and be able to spend time with that group. And, and when I say that group, there's a lot of focus on, obviously, the, the victims and the players that are in the hospital right now, but the, the group is is immensely... Are, are much bigger than, than we can imagine. Um, you know, I, I never considered Billet's and Billet's families and the, the, the extended family there, grandma's, grandpa's, girlfriends that are sitting there, um, cousins. Um, you know, the hospital was full of, of those people that were affected by it. Um, the day was full of emotions from every... Uh, possible range from, from, from pure mourning to, to actually some joy in the day. Um, and um, it was very impactful. So um, those players are, are, we use the word hockey strong uh, a lot because they are, uh, they are hockey strong. You could see them, they're young, strong lads that, that uh, are... Uh, well, they're hockey strong. They're, they're, they need to be hockey strong right now, and um, they'll fight through it. Uh, but uh, as I mentioned earlier, the, the amount of support that, that has poured in is, is overwhelming. And uh, as the days go on, it will likely diminish, uh, but that's when they're going to need it the most. So uh, the emergency responders, the people that, that I met yesterday, they're preparing for that. They're preparing for a week from now, 10 days from now, a month, a year from now. Um, and uh, they're tremendous people too. They don't get talked uh, about enough. Um, you know, one thing that I, that I recognized uh, in that situation as well is that, um, you know, it's the humble Broncos. They're, they play in the Saskatchewan Junior League. It's a men's or a, a male league. There was a female on that bus, a female trainer. Um, you know, and everybody asked me, "How are the boys doing? How are the guys doing? Are they are they are they good? Do the do they need anything?" She was a big part of that team too, and she's in the hospital. And um, you know, as they as used the male term, they they kind of leave her out. And uh, I want to bring her back into the team environment. Um, she meant a lot to that team, and and does mean a lot to that community. So, um, and she's going through. What all those other players are going through as well. So, um, you know, I believe her name was Dana, and uh, or is Dana, and uh, you know, I may be wrong. I met so many people yesterday, but uh, you guys can correct me if I am wrong. And uh, but it was uh, it was a rewarding day in that. Um, you know, both the Oilers and and uh, the Flames, the the upper management from ownership down, were very supportive of, of both Glenn and I going. And uh, we're very thankful. Uh, we were lucky enough, a friend of mine, Dave Boucher, 
uh, offered his his jet, donated that time, and and uh, we were able to get in and out, and do the things that we needed to do. So um, it's amazing how much emotion takes out of an individual. Now, I felt tired last night, and uh, but just looking in, at the families and and what they're going through, they uh, they're going to need some help. Sorry, I'm rambling. Talk now. <laughs> For, for your team, obviously it wasn't a, a good season. If you go back and just kind of recap the year, is it too simple to say just the bad start you were just never able to recover from as a group? I think that's too simple. We've got to dig deeper. Uh, we're going to dig deeper. We're, uh, uh, we're going to turn over a lot of stones. We're going to look at, uh, at individuals. And now when I say that, it, it's, it's top down. It's, there's people above me that have to evaluate um, situations, and they are and they will. Um, you know, when I talk about what we're going to do, it's usually from Peter and I on down, and uh, we're going to, you know, turn everything over. We're going to look at individuals, their performances, why they were really good, why they weren't, uh, what impact did uh, we as the coaching staff have on that, how can we help them. Uh, then we'll look at the, them as individuals, how did they manage themselves, what could they change, what recommendations would we, would we give them, what will they give us. <coughs> Excuse me, and we'll work on those things together. Then we'll we'll put pieces together. Uh, we'll look at pairs and lines and, and combinations of players. We'll look at systematic play, uh, specialty teams, um, approaches to practice, tempo and practice, drill selection. There's a whole gamut of review that has to be done. Uh, we'll look at where the game is going, um, what we need to do to. Uh, to play the way the game is going to have success. So we've got work ahead of us. Todd, a couple of months ago, you talked about um, expectations, that they were really high externally. And you, I think you mentioned Vegas, that it was low expectations and they were performing at a really high level. Uh, and the expectations here externally were really high and the team didn't perform as well. How do you go into next season in terms of expectations? Keeping the external stuff maybe outside of it, but internally, how do you set expectations for next year? Well, we, you know, I'm going to go all the way back to uh, to our team meeting last year. We we lost in Game Seven, Anaheim. We flew back. We met the next day, and uh, there were, there was a good feeling around the the group. Uh, but in that team meeting, uh, we tried to turn the page already to the next year and get the players to begin to think that they're back at the start line. You know, they just finished running the marathon, they collapsed, they're tired, they're, but they're happy. They finished the marathon, they, they extended their mileage a lot longer than they did in the past, and everything was in, in a pretty good spot. But we, we began to, to get them to think about starting a new one, and um, that happened in that meeting. We reminded them many times throughout the summer, um, you know, the, uh, the, the white noise that's out there created by through media and, and friends and family and agents and all that type of stuff exists every year. Uh, it was a new way of, of us having to deal with it last year, and we didn't deal with it real well, despite all the warning. Um, coming into training camp, uh, the very first meeting that we had was... Uh, the first meeting we had was uh, one where we, uh, we readdressed it, um, I thought going into training camp, we, uh, we worked, but we still had that, you know, left shoulder, right shoulder, who are we listening to thing going on. 
for me, the uh, the biggest battle was after the first game against Calgary. Uh, we we played well. In fact, flying with Glenn Gullitson yesterday, he thought was that was one of the toughest games they played all year. We took uh, some real gratification, if you will, in, in that game. And then I think we only played two games for the next 10 days, and that was the period where I believe it got away on us a little bit. And, um, you know, you can't turn back time. We never did get through it. Um, and when you don't perform well enough, you begin to look at reasons why. And, and, yeah, expectations come up. We just didn't play well enough this year. We didn't get enough out of the coaching staff, uh, you know, the head coach, the coaching staff, uh, the players, and um, when you have a year like that, you end up where we did. Last year we got more than we could out of the team, and uh, we ended up at an upper level. So we're somewhere in between. Todd, you, you talk often about your team not being made for today's NHL in terms of being fast, and you know it's not necessarily how you skate but how you think. In re reflection, the season's over. Is your team, does your team play like, today's NHL teams have to play? Well, I've never, I've never talked about our team not being made the way we need to be played. Um, never once have I brought that up. I've talked about elements that our team needs to do better, and uh, you know that would be pace. Uh, there's a very good chance we are built the right way with the players that we have. It's just getting them to do it. And there's no doubt that the, the, team, that the teams in the league that are having success now play at a very high pace. But I've said numerous times throughout the year, that's not just skating. And when you have 22, 23 to 30-year-old players, uh, some of them are at the max that they're gonna, going to get to. They can go to skating school all they want over the summer. They're only going to play at a certain pace or speed through their legs. Uh, the, the pace of the game is going to come through their passing skills, their receiving skills, their anticipation skills, their confidence level. Uh, the ability that their teammate has to do to deliver the puck at the right time. Um, so it's not just putting the skates on and let's skate faster. It's executing faster. It's reading quicker. Our team has to get better at that. And uh, the pieces may very, very well be in there. We have to challenge them and approach it a certain way to get more out of them. Todd, yesterday a lot of the players spoke about what they felt they didn't do well individually they want to work on individually as a coaching staff how do you what do you take back and when you look at a coaching staff you've done it every year what are you looking for to say okay we didn't excel in this area as a coach or we did there how, how do you break it down what do you look for faults or negatives from a coaching staff perspective you, when you have experience and this is why sometimes experience is important we've you know been in the league now for a, for a lot of years and you review I keep a little notebook and I write notes every day and I go back and I can go back to 2005, our first training camp in, uh, in Detroit. I can go to San Jose in that first training camp. I can go back to Edmonton's and I, and I can open up and see notes and, and, and compare. And after day one at training camp, we'll talk about what we did well, what we didn't do well. Did we like the meeting? Did we like the presentation? Did the players get the, the message? And we try and take bits and pieces, uh, obviously two, 205, or 05 is too far away now, but in the last three years here, what did we like, what didn't we like? That would be the approach to the season, to training camp. Then we look at, uh, at where we are systematically. Um, do we need to alter or adjust things? We made adjustments through the year. We, we dramatically changed our penalty kill. Got some good results from it down the stretch. Power play, five on five play, the presentation of, 
of our ideas, um, both off the ice and on the ice, uh, the accountability factor. Um, are we at, uh, are we over aggressive with it? Are we under aggressive with it? Are we going after the right players? Are we, are we rewarding the right players? Uh, that's what coaches do. That's not just the Edmonton Oilers, Todd McClellan and everybody else that's happening. The team that wins the Stanley Cup is going to do that. Um, you know, so it's the performance of the team is on my shoulders. I'm the head coach and I accept the responsibility for that. And uh, as I said last week, the first thing we have to do, and I can point fingers at, at players, I got to look in the mirror first and evaluate what I'm seeing and, and whether or not I like what I did this season and what I need to adjust to. So that will happen. What is, what's going to happen with the assistant coaches going forward and does there need to be an element of change after a season like this? Well, I, I, like I said earlier, the, uh, there's a flow chart when it comes to evaluation and uh, the assistant coaches are as committed a group as I've ever seen or been around. The work ethic and the commitment level is very high. But that's a, that's a level of evaluation that, that we have to get to um, you know, there's, there's an owner, there's a, a, a president, a manager, uh, it gets all the way down to the head coach and then we go there. So that, there, that's coming. Um, we have to, to look at everything first and, uh, we have to get to that level before we, uh, we get anywhere. Sometimes, uh, less is, uh, less is more. Cam's got a lot of starts in the last couple. In an ideal situation, with all due respect to Montoya, who missed a couple opportunities to capitalize late on the year on some opportunities, would it be a beneficial scenario for there to be more competition there? And could you envision exploring maybe non-traditional markets to get goaltenders? Yeah, we're getting quite specific now on, um, on adjustments to the team. Um, competition's healthy. Competition's uh, a good thing, not only in that position, but defensively, forwards, power play, penalty kill, um, you know, accountability. And um, that's, that's likely uh, a position we'll look at. We, we feel that Talbs is, is a number one goaltender and a very good one. Um, and uh, he'll respond with a really good year. Um, the pace that the game has played at, even over the last few years, I'm not sure that goalies can continue to play 75 games. It's just happening so fast. And, um, you know, having somebody in there that, that can provide a high level of confidence within the team and the group and, and steal you games is important. Uh, with that comment, I'm not saying that we don't have that. Uh, I think uh, Al went in and, and played tremendously, especially when uh, he was called out of the bullpen. Uh, he played better in those situations, in my opinion, than the starts. And a lot of times that's a, a backup's role. Um, LB was, uh, was thrown to the Wolves early in the year when, when Cam got injured. That wasn't the plan. It wasn't to have him play extended amount of games and take that pressure on that team, the, the team's pressure. But that's how it happens sometimes. A lot of teams are built that way where they have a dominant starter and a very young backup. Uh, some of that is ramifications of the salary cap. Would you have been in this position out of the playoffs if your special teams were just even average and not at the bottom of the... I can't answer that question. I, it obviously would have helped us immensely 
to be uh, to be strong in both areas. What's what's interesting in, in kind of dissecting it is is our power play was fairly strong early in the year, and the penalty kill was really weak, and it kind of swung the other way, so we could never get the two of them together. Even if we were average at the same time, it would have been nice. Um, you know, for all the the failure on the penalty kill, it ended up being one of the top few in the league down the stretch uh, in the last 20-some 20, 20 games. Uh, the power play started out at, at an upper level and then continued to fall. So there's a lot of um, Jekyll and Hyde in our game this year. Road penalty kill, home penalty kill. We've gone through all of this um, throughout the year uh, with most of you, the questions that you've asked me. And, and those are questions we, ha we need to dissect and try and answer. Not that we haven't been doing that for past 185 days. Todd, you had a lot of younger players as wingers this season, guys who you hope maybe would take a step, and obviously that doesn't always work for everyone. Do you, would you like in an ideal world more of a veteran, at least one, as a right winger, someone that's got a consistent, proven track record? Um, uh, you know, we want to improve in, area, in, in every area. So can that improvement come through young players giving us more? We would like that. Uh, can it be veteran players in-house that can provide that? We would like that. Uh, the other options are exterior additions that uh, you don't make two days after the season. So we need to continue to discuss things there. Todd, your younger players played well last year, but you know Benning and Kajula and Slepeshev struggled this year. Is that just natural, or were you counting on more from them and... Did you overextend things and think they'd be better this year than you thought? Well, we, we perhaps um, raised the bar a little too quick for them. Although, uh, I think Drake outscored what he, he scored last year. I think Benny showed uh, numeric increases um, in his production, point production, and that type of stuff. Um, Anton, I believe produced at a, at a higher level this year than he did last year as far as point production. So when you talk about it from a, a production perspective, their numbers were up. Uh, it's the overall performance, how much can those individuals take on and, and accept? And it's a calculated, um, you, you try and calculate that during the summer and you expect them to take the steps. Uh, some of them achieved it, some didn't. That happens on every team. Um, it's when you have too few that make strides, you that don't make the strides, you end up in, in the situation we're in. So, Todd, you drew the fewest power plays in the league this year. What to you is that an indicator of? Because it wasn't only the fewest power plays this year. I think it was among the fewest power plays in the last 10 years. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a very low number. Um, Nuge... And Connor and Leon were the primary uh, players that drew penalties. You know, so when you think about those three, yes, they're on the ice the most. They're probably your most dynamic offensive players. They've got the puck more. Uh, Connor's speed, Leon's ability to hold on to pucks and his size and strength. And then Nuge has a, uh, a craftiness with the puck. A uh, very high skill level, um, good hockey IQ those players always tend to draw more penalties than the others that uh, maybe aren't quite at their level. Um, 
you know, so if they continue to draw what they draw, the, the rest of the group has to get more. And I think that comes from, uh, from execution and pace, the same things that we talked about earlier, playing less time in your zone, so coming out of your end. Um, you know, so there, there are some areas that we can get better on in, in that area. Todd, with, with Connor McDavid in your lineup, um, is there an urgency to turn this thing around as quickly as possible as opposed to uh, maybe kind of building, back, building it back up? Um, well, we could have Maddie in our lineup and that urgency exists. So, um, you know, <laughs> yes, we have one of, if not the best player in the world in our lineup. And uh, he's, he's had three years of his career here already, two and a half. He was injured for a lot of that first one. But um, he's not going anywhere. He's going to play here for 15 years. We shouldn't relax because we know that. We want to win, and we want to win now. Um, 31 other teams are saying that as well. So the, the urgency exists all the time. The urgency we have right now is no different than the urgency we had last year when we lost in Game 7. We want to win. We need to get better. Uh, so don't think that it diminished at all um, after having a good run or having a poor year. It, it's what it is. We, we take this seriously, and, and we're urgent. Todd, how much of the problems were the top six, if you go just top two lines, the having to play a center on one of the wings, you didn't really have regular people you could put on right wing, say Leon played there, but you didn't have wingers per se who could play in your top six. And Milan, in Milan's case, he had an awful year by his, his standards, so that screwed things up. Well, our... our um the traditional slotting of, of individuals, if you think of Connor, Leon, Newt down the middle, their years production number-wise were, um, were close to what our expectations might be. Um, Les Nuge's injury, uh, Leon, um, you know, indifferent at times, but players have those ups and downs, and Connor's illness. Uh, you know, they, there could have been better numbers there. Uh, but for the most part, those numbers were were pushed to what we thought they might be, less power play. You know, that's, that's where that group failed and we failed. The other ones, the ones that didn't meet um, or exceed or establish new career highs like they did last year, a lot of them came from the wingers. That doesn't mean they're, they're incapable of doing it. It just means they, they didn't get it done. They didn't have the year that they needed to have. And we have to look at that. Todd, is, uh, is this group that you have here, that you've had here the last three years, is it considerably different than what you had in San Jose given the experience that that group had? Well, the, the San Jose group was, was much more experienced. Um, Connor, Leon, and San Jose were, um, you know, Joe Thornton, Patrick Marlowe, and Joe Pavelski that combined for, I don't know, 3,000 games in the league now. Um, you know, they're much further along. And... Um, It does, but um, a lot have changed in, in the 10 years that I started in, in San Jose to now. Um, those, are, those would be considered older school play, players. They, uh, you know, they, uh, they like it a specific way sometimes. The younger players are, are trained differently, and, but they still, they still want to be held accountable, and I, I think we can be firmer. Um, you may be asking the question the other way, hey, were you, were you too firm? Um, I think that there's, 
some expectation that we can put our thumb on them even more. So, and that, that may even come from them, surprisingly. Todd, your goals against, of course, was a big concern this year. When you look at having all your numbers and you look at your defensive zone coverage, what is it moving the puck quick, having the ability to move the puck from your back end, or is it just mental errors being made by your defensive group that led to such an increase in goals against this year? Well, we're talking about an 82-game period. It'd be easier to narrow it down to, hey, in the last week or whatever. But So all of those things existed. When, you, when your goals against go up like it did this year for us, all of those, too much time in the zone, poor execution, uh, individual, big individual mistakes. Uh, but our group has to commit uh, to a higher level coming out of the offensive zone and getting back to our zone and, and accepting that uh, you're not always on offense. There's, there's a huge part of the game defending. And when we talk about defensive play, a lot of times you, you talk about Cam and the six defensemen. Um, the other 12 are really, really important in defending. And uh, we have to get better there. Good. Um, yeah, you know what? You guys, thanks for, for uh, your cooperation throughout the year. It's never easy. Um, you know, and I don't always like giving the injury report, but I know you got to answer the question, ask the question, right, Maddie? <laughs> I thought you were going to ask me, you know, a little levity for the Bronco thing, give me an injury update there, and that wouldn't have been a good thing. Um, but your face is one thing I appreciate about you guys. I don't always see you, all of you here every day, but I see you here. And we get to create a relationship. I get to share, and you can read my body language. I read yours. I understand you got a tough job to do. There's a lot of people that report and are experts on the game and the team. And uh, I don't even know what they look like. I'd like to meet them. Uh, but I don't know what they look like. And they don't know what I'm going through or how I feel. But I give you guys credit. You're, you're here and you do your thing. So have a good summer. Oh. It is, I'm not as, I'm not as, I'll tell you, I'm not as prepared to meet with you as I have been in the past, um, numbers wise. And, you know, I, I use the terms power play at the beginning of the year and, and the end of the year. I know it was better early and, but I would, a lot of times I'd be able to throw numbers out at you. I'm not near as prepared. I took my little book on the, on the plane yesterday and I thought, oh, you know what, I'll do some work. I didn't even open it. I had no interest in, in doing that. My mind was somewhere else. And so, uh, yeah, I'm not, it's a good question. I'm not near as prepared to meet with you today as I would have been in the past, but it's something that needed to be done, and I'm glad I went.